Amen. It's a blessing to be here. If you got your Bible, you take Second uh, Peter chapter number one. This has already been read, uh, preached on just a little bit. I'm going to be courteous of the time. Uh, my eyes are in and out this morning, so I brought a watch up here with me. Second Peter chapter number one. Just give you a quick thought, and uh, I'll get down and let these other guys get up here. Uh, it's a privilege to be here. As I said last night in the graduation, I just thank you so much for it. Um, in Second Peter, I'll set it up a little bit. Uh, this is this book is very similar. This writing right here is very similar to Second Timothy chapter number four, when Paul kind of writes off. You know, he sees that uh, he's getting ready to be uh, called up. He's getting ready to go home, be with the Lord after all those years of serving him. And Peter's kind of the same way right here, and he gives us uh, some warnings, some instruction. And uh, we won't read it for the sake of time, uh, but down in verse 5 and uh, 6 and 7, it gives us some things some, uh, to add all diligence, add to your faith virtue, virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, patience, patience godliness, godliness brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness charity. It says, for if these things be in you and abound, that they may make you neither barren or unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And verse number 9, But he that lacketh these things is blind, and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Uh, and over in the book of Revelation, chapter number 3, you know that uh, that's, that's the problem with Laodicea, is we're blind, and we think that we're okay, but we're wretched, and we're poor, and miserable. And I, I just want to give you a reminder this morning. You know, it's real easy. Peter's writing this, and I'll get to it in just a second. Uh, matter, let's just go ahead and read it. Verse number 12, Wherefore I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. Now I see Peter as he's writing this, he's probably alone, and you can read on down later in the passage, we won't do it, but he's looking back over some times in his life when he saw uh, Jesus on the holy mount, uh, up there on the Mount of Transfiguration. And he's just kind of reminiscing, you know, and he's there all alone. And when you're at a meeting like this, it's very easy. I mean, we're talking about dedication. Right now, everybody in the room is dedicated. You know, we are, to the fullest extent, we are ready to, be, to rededicate or to go out and to go home and uh, to do something for the Lord. Uh, anybody, I was talking to a brother this morning, and anybody that came in here and didn't get something this week, I wouldn't even say they were backslid. They're probably just lost. You know, if you have not been stirred up this week, you have a heart problem. But we're going home tomorrow. I'm going home today, right after this. And I'll go back to my local church and a small congregation up there. And there's going to be some things that I'm going to have to remember. You know, Peter's looking back. He looks back on the Holy Mount. I can only imagine seeing him sitting there at his desk and uh, maybe he's thinking about that time in the fourth watch of the night. You know, he's sitting there and he's all alone. And he says, he's remembering some things and it's stirring him up. And maybe he remembers that time of distress there in the fourth watch of the night uh, when a man named Jesus came walking on the sea. And he came in and he calmed the storm and Peter walked on the water. And you say, well, yeah, Peter messed up a whole lot. He did and so do you. And so do I. And so have we all this morning. You say, well, Peter's a poor example of dedication. Not in this epistle right here. You talk about somebody ready to go and serve the Lord. He's ready to go home. 
Uh, and he thinks about that time maybe uh, when he was in his house and he was wringing out his hands and uh, his mother-in-law was laying there sick in the bed and he couldn't do anything for her. And a man named Jesus came in and says he took her by the hand and he healed her and she rose up and began to minister. And let's go over to Matthew chapter number 26. The preacher referenced this uh, last night as he was closing in prayer. Uh, I'll give the credit to Brother Sam Magdalene for this. Uh, when he was teaching through Matthew, now this may not seem very significant, but he touched on this just a little bit. And when he did, I spent about three days in the floor of my bedroom crying. It just jumped off the page at me. Matthew chapter number uh, 26. Peter's thinking about that time on the sea of distress and thinking about the time with his, his mother-in-law and the disease. And right here in verse number 39, is speaking of Jesus. Verse 38, it says, Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little further and fell on his face and prayed, saying, O oh, my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as thou wilt. The first words of that verse is what I want to point out to you. And he went a little further. Peter's looking back at all the times in his life. You know, he walked on the sea with the Lord. He got out of the boat and he was walking on the water as well, but he took his eyes off of him. And when he took his eyes off the Lord and he began to sink, the Lord went a little further. And he reached down and took him by the hand and pulled him back up. And when his mother-in-law was sick and the doctors couldn't do anything, the Lord just went a little bit further. Jesus just went a little bit further. Now, I know this is speaking of him. You know, he's just taking a couple steps and he's going over here to pray, but think about it on a spiritual level. This night in the garden, Jesus said to his disciples, just stay here and watch and pray while I go and pray yonder. Peter couldn't even hold his eyes open. He fell asleep. And Jesus, just like he does, he went a little bit further. So what I want to leave you with this morning, I'll give you this illustration and I'll get down and let somebody else get up here. I preached one time uh, down in South Alabama and I had preached on heaven and hell that morning and a little boy came up to me and uh, I'd mentioned the devil some and he said, I don't believe in the devil. He's pointing down at the ground. I said, you don't believe in the devil? No, I don't believe in the devil. I said, well, why are, you pointing, why are you pointing at the ground? Why are you pointing down? He said, because that's where he lives. <laughs> and uh, I said, but he lives there, but you don't believe in him. He said, no, I, I don't believe in the devil. I said, well, do you believe in hell? He said, oh, yeah, I believe in hell. He said, I'm not going to hell. I'm going to heaven. I said, so hell's real. Yes, sir, hell's real. I said, and the devil lives there, but he's not real. He said, Yes. And I said, okay, let's think about it. It's his real home, right? I said, you have a home. He said, yeah, I have a home. I said, is it real? Yes. Are you real? Yes, sir. I said, so, okay, if, if the devil, if hell is real and, and it's a real home and it's a real place and people really go there, and if the devil lives there, now he's thinking about this, and I said, if the devil really lives there, then doesn't the devil have to be real? He thought about it a minute. He said, and he took off running back to his mama. <laughs> you say, what'd you do? I ran out of the parking lot and left. <laughs> Let his mama deal with it. She's probably the one that told him the devil don't, ain't real. <laughs> you say, what was wrong with that little boy? 
He was just believing something that wasn't true. And you know, we'll go back home, and I bet nobody in here this weekend has watched any news. I bet you hadn't been dialed in to Facebook and YouTube and all that stuff this weekend. Your mind's been right here in this place, and we've been stirred up, been in this meeting. But we're going home. And because we're in Laodicea and because we're wrapped up in this flesh, we're going to go back to our old tendencies. And we're going to look around. And we're not going to look in the mirror. We're going to look around and say, well, if you're in Alabama, it's the government. The government. That's what's wrong with everything. That's why this world, uh, the president, and I don't care if you're talking about Trump or Biden or anybody else. I really don't care. But that's what people blame. And they say, well, it's just the liberals, and it's the LGBTQ, and it's all that. And that's why Christians are falling, you know. That's why, that's why there's no more dedication. And that's why people are falling out. You know, that's why our church is in the shape that it's in. That ain't it. You say, well, what's wrong? It's because you're believe, believing something that's not true. We don't want to face the fact that we're so quick to forget. So what I want to leave you with this morning... It's just remember. I know it's so simple. I know it's so simple. But we forget so many times. Here's Peter. And he's sitting alone. And he's writing this. And there's nobody else. I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to just take off running right now. How, do, how does 700 people sing a song about Jesus and we don't get excited? But I'm just trying to get this across to you. When you go home and we're not all together... And it's just you sitting there. And I see Peter, and he's got the lamp on, and he's sitting there, and he's writing out this epistle. I see him just kind of rock back in his seat, and I see the tears start coming down his face. Nobody else is around. He's by himself, and he's getting stirred up. It talks about over, we won't turn back over there, but later on in that passage, he's talking about putting off this tabernacle. And he's going to be with the Lord because the Lord had showed him some things. And he's using those past moments where he had slipped up so many times and Jesus just went a little bit further. There is no greater picture, no greater type, no greater man has ever displayed dedication more so than the Lord Jesus Christ. And Peter's thinking about that and that's driving him to his destination. And that's what we can do this morning. You can think about this place, the graduates, the brother that was ordained this morning. Just some of you being here probably for the first time. Think about it. When you get home, you say, I quit. I'm done. Don't let it get you. Just think about it. Jesus went a little bit further. He went a little bit further to get you here. He went a little bit further. When you couldn't go on anymore, when he said, I just want you to stay here and pray while I go yonder and pray, we couldn't do it. You couldn't save yourself. You know why you can go a little bit further? Because he did. That's the ultimate dedication, is one day at a time. When you get home, we're not here anymore, just go a little further.